you have the book Kingdom Culture, and we've been going through. There's 13 core values, and we've gone through all of them, and it's been great, and we're up to number nine now. And uh, we want to, how many of you, if you're a part of this church, it's kind of a silly question, but how many of you want to know what the kingdom of heaven on earth actually looks like, right? Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done, what? On earth as it is in heaven. And that's really the tricky part, isn't it? Like, we don't know exactly what heaven looks like. We have kind of a little bit of verses and some idea that it's going to be awesome and the presence and all that. We're actually going to look at that a little bit today. But, you know, we don't know exactly, but we know what earth looks like. And I, how many of you think earth could use a little more of heaven? Amen. <laughs> and if he said, pray this way, how many of you know that Jesus didn't waste any words? When he told us to pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, that's a pretty significant statement, especially in light of the fact that Jesus said over and over with his disciples as he sent them out, he said what? As you go, say what? The kingdom of heaven is here, or the kingdom of heaven is near. So he was very purposeful about wanting to bring heaven's kingdom to this earth, Amen. And so as we've been going through this series, it's been, it's, been a, it's been enlightening, and it's been one of those things that God really has spoken to my heart about all these different aspects of it. But this morning, we're going to look at His kingdom is advancing. We started talking about this a couple weeks ago uh, when, we, when we started talking about the idea of spiritual warfare. <laughs> I was telling you earlier about the 90s. Back in the 90s, spiritual warfare was a big thing, and everybody was trying to you know, come against the devil and all this stuff. And it almost felt like in the 90s that it was more devil-focused than Jesus-focused. Amen? (laughs) And it it seems kind of funny now in retrospect that we worry so much about the devil. But as we're going to see over these next couple of weeks, the the devil and Jesus are not equals. Anybody say amen? Like, Jesus is eternal. He's the creator of heaven and earth, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the, the, the biggest and most powerful thing that the devil is, Lucifer, was a created angel, one of the archangels, right? And so way, way below. It's almost like if you were to look at the ground, and uh, yesterday when I was weed whacking, there was a tree. I don't know if I mentioned that I weed whacked yesterday. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not going to say the word weed whack anymore this morning. Okay. But there was a tree, and it had all these ants on it, and they were just doing this thing. And I'm looking at that going... Okay, like that ant is nothing to me, right? And in a sense, that's kind of how it is with Jesus and the devil. Like the devil wants to make himself look big and scary and spooky because he knows in, retro- in, in the reality he's an ant and Jesus is this massive thing, right? Nothing, not even close to being equal. Because what could I do? Ants were crawling up the tree. <laughs> You know, just like that was it, right? It was not, I, I could kill it anytime I wanted. And so understanding, though, that as his kingdom is advancing, how many of you know that there is a kingdom of darkness, and we're coming with the kingdom of light, and light always overcomes darkness. So we're going to go through several scriptures today, but I want us to do a couple of declarations before we start. Why don't you take your Bible and stand? And... Uh, We've uh, been doing this for a couple months now, but some of you know Joel Osteen and, that, and the declaration they do, but there's also a guy named Steve Backlund that does some declarations, so we kind of put those together. And we're just going to put these up on the screen, and uh, I'll say it and you repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am 
what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word. My heart is good soil for the incorruptible seed of God's word. I will be changed. I will never be the same again. I believe it. My neighbor believes it. And that settles it. Amen. I'll give him a high five before you sit down. Amen. All right. So we're going to go through a few verses today. A couple weeks ago, um, we started talking about this idea of this, this cosmic conflict. And in order for the kingdom of light, the kingdom of, of Jesus and, and the Father and his kingdom moving, it has to move into the darkness. Amen? And really the mandate goes all the way back to the garden. If you remember in Genesis, where it, right after the Adam and Eve and the garden you know, was created, the garden was this wonderful spot. Okay, so back to Kathy and the, and the flowers, right? Is the garden the whole church property? No, it's just the garden, right? So sometimes when, when I was growing up, I thought that what was described in the Garden of Eden actually was all of the earth. But that's not true. The Bible says that it was that the garden was there, and then Jesus gave this mandate to Adam and Eve, and he says what? Be fruitful and multiply. And then he says, in different, different versions say a different way, but he says to advance and to, to subjugate the earth, Right? So there's this idea that they were to be fruitful in the garden, to multiply, and then out of that begin to move out and subdue the rest of the earth, right? Well, that whole apple eating off the tree thing, <laughs> that kind of messed up the whole mandate a little bit until Jesus comes on the scene and he says, listen, guess what? The same mandate of taking the light to the darkness is still on. In fact, it's called the kingdom, and I want you to take it and I want you to go. The kingdom and that's why this great core value. His kingdom is advancing. Not might be, not kind of maybe sort of. It is advancing. Amen? And we get to be a part of that. So we won't go through all of these. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's from two weeks ago. Matthew 10, though, verse 1 talks about Jesus calling his 12 disciples to him. And he says, listen, I've been given authority. Now I give you authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Can I just tell you something today? I love the church. I love all of the church and all the different parts. One of the things that was interesting is when this Benny Hinn thing on Friday night, you know, there's just thousands of people all different kind of churches, all different backgrounds. And, and uh, I think Benny was talking about, you know, something was happening with some Lutherans and different things. You know, we love Lutherans and Episcopalians. Like, we, God just loves his church, amen? But one of the things that has been troubling me over the last few years as we've moved into this part of our journey is how the church has focused so much on truth and words, and most evangelism and stuff really is about kind of talking somebody into, if you will, getting saved. Which is fine, because we need words. 
But isn't that interesting? As you read this, cha- this verse, this church, he doesn't really talk about talking, does he? He talks about displaying, right? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And he says, listen, freely you have received, now freely give. And so advancing his kingdom, though it is about words, even Paul says later on in the New Testament, he says, I didn't come to you with flowery speech and all this, this hoity-toity, you know, words. He says, I came to you in the demonstration of the Spirit's power. Do you believe with me today that this world doesn't need more words? They need more power, right? They need believers who really believe that advancing his kingdom has less words and more power. And how many of you also agree that if you show power, they're way more willing to listen to your words? Amen. And so advancing his kingdom to spiritual warfare, if you will, isn't about so much worrying about the devil and what he's doing. It's worrying about what Jesus is doing and what he told us to do. Amen. So then in Ephesians chapter 6, we won't read all that today, but it talks about that that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That there is an unseen world that most people, I'm not saying they don't realize it, but we don't function in it. We don't, we don't really have, have a, an awareness sometimes. How many of you find pretty easy just to get into the everyday flow of life? Amen. Just doing your thing. And again, Yesterday, I was outside. No, 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 I'm not going to say it. not going to say it. <laughs> I was outside with my shirt in the yard with a tool in my hand. But anyway, <laughs> but it's interesting because as I was doing the normal things of life, I was getting all jacked up on worship, right? And I was in, I got to tell you, I was in a different zone in the, in the heavenly realms, if you will, because I was taking my eyes from the seen, and they were in the unseen. And I really wasn't worrying about the grass or anything else with that tool that was in my hand. I didn't worry about any of that. But I was really in tune to what the Spirit was doing and what he was saying and thoughts on today and just everything. It was another deal. And I would encourage you to just... Focus not on the things of earth, but the Bible talks about on the things above. Do you know where we're actually seated? (laughs) Technically, you're not really seated here today. Ephesians and throughout the New Testament, it talks about we're actually seated in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Like our natural is here. Just poke the person next to you. Go ahead, just poke them. (laughs) Like, we know the physical body is here, but who we really are is seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Now, how many of you think it feels a little bit better to be with Christ in the heavenly realms than at, like, Taco Bell, you know what I mean, or something, (laughs) right? And so I I believe God is wanting us to, you know, sometimes when my kids get bummed out, I'll I'll take their chin and I'll kind of lift it up like this, you know. I think sometimes we get so focused in on what's right here, and it's as if the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, lift, lift up your chin a little bit. I want you to see things you haven't seen before. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about in, in, in 1 Kings, and, and Elisha had that servant, and he looks out and sees this vast army of the enemy encamped around the city, and it was looking really bad. And Elisha... <laughs> Well, first of all, the servant says, what are we going to do? <laughs> He's totally freaking out. 
And Elijah says, listen, Lord, help him to see what he can't see. And of course, as some of you know the story, he, he then has his eyes, spiritual eyes open, and he looks out, and it's just angels and chariots and mighty army of God just totally flowing over this whole thing. And it says the hills were full of them, full of the horses and chariots. Ah, oh, don't you read your Bible sometime and you go, oh, I wish I was there. That would have been so much fun. Oh, it would have been so awesome. You know, I, and I'm all into this. And I, we're going to talk more about angels and demons and stuff in the next couple of weeks. But, but this idea that angels are real. And I think part of the problem that we don't see them is because we're this instead of this. Right? Now, we don't worship angels. The Bible is very clear. They're, they're just servants to minister to humans. And, again, we'll look at that in a couple of weeks. But this idea that they're here, how many of you would say, you know, I'd like to see more in the spirit realm and kind of less in the, in, the, in the real realm, if you will? I said that wrong. The real realm is the spirit realm, isn't it, right? This is kind of like a shadow. What we're living in is a shadow. The real deal is we're seated to Christ in the heavenly realms, amen? And we have access to that. I know many of you have actually seen angels in this building, sometimes during worship. I know, raise your hand if you have actually seen angels in this building. I know, Chris, I mean, many of you and some others that aren't here today, I've heard story after story, and sometimes they're like in the corner, and sometimes they're over the worship. I remember one time, okay, yeah, come. I got this text after worship. It was from Allie Brown. She said during worship, um, she saw a circular courtyard. The stones of the ground were made of all the precious metals, and Jesus was in the center dancing with a strong, stomping dance, a huge smile on his face as he looked towards us with a joy that was unmistakable as we sang to him of all of his glory and goodness and unfailing love. Angels were surrounding him in layers of circles, and they were dancing in unison with each other, singing glory, honor, praise, for he is worthy. Their wings were opening and closing in unison as well, making a loud and powerful sound like the rushing wind to the beat of the song Jesus was singing over us. Heaven is dancing all over us. Wow. That's pretty good. That's today. Woo. Come on, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to think of some of the different stories that we, um, on this journey, as we moved into this supernatural journey, like our thing is Epicenter Church, supernatural love, supernatural power, right? What's the thing? It's, it's all supernatural. <sighs> We've seen some uh, different testimonies and pictures of, I remember back in the, at the other building, uh, somebody saw Jody was leading worship, and and an an angel was on the stage, and there was one by her, and then but there was one that came up behind her, and so as her hands are on the keys, his arms on both sides came up right underneath her, so as if he was helping her, you know, lead worship and do this whole thing, and I think about those, and I just go, God, help us to see what we're not seeing. You know, like, God, I, as I'm getting older, you know, I, I get a greater and greater sense that we just get one shot at this thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, some of, we've got all different age groups in this church and everything going on, but one of the things that I, I feel like God has been telling me and some others, we just get one shot at this thing. 
Why don't we do it the way he says to do it? Amen? Like, Because we can do church, you know, and a lot of churches, like I said, I love the church, and one of the things I love about the church is the truth that is there. Ever since Martin Luther and the Reformation and, you know, sola scriptura and sola fide and, you know, all this only faith, only, only saved, and, and it's not by your works and all that stuff. And that's good. And we've talked about this before, how the arm of truth in the, in the church is pretty strong. Like if somebody says, I accept Christ, come into my life, or come have lordship over me, everybody believes that the minute they say that prayer from their heart, they're saved, right? That's truth. But it, <laughs> Jesus didn't just speak truth, did he? He also walked around healing everybody and walking on water and, you know, multiplying food and all that stuff. I mean, I believe that this wimpy arm that we have in the supernatural needs to be strengthened so that both the truth and the display of his love and his power are equal. I think we will change this world upside down if we will ever get that two things working together. Amen? And part of that is, in this spiritual arena, is seeing what God sees. You know? What does God see in this situation? We ran across something this week. I was with my kids, and somebody around us made a really bad choice. And it was really easy to let my flesh rise up and go, you know? I didn't do it just because of my kid. I really feel like Holy Spirit said, listen, that person that's doing that, I absolutely adore them. I love them, and I shed my blood for them. <laughs> Isn't it easy sometimes to just go, that person's a jerk. See ya. I'm going to go over here, you know, kind of thing. Hmm. I love it that Jesus, if he had a choice, he hung out with the lawyers and the tax collectors and the prostitutes. And, like, that was who, what does he say, to seek and to save that which was lost, he says. And who did he not really want to hang out with? The religious and the rulers and all those kind of, you know. And I think, you know, God, give me that. Give me your heart for that. Help me to see people less fortunate than myself as those who truly are in need. And help me to, uh, well, help me just to avoid people that are religious. Well, I don't mean that in a mean way, but if I've only got one shot at this life, I'm not going to waste my time letting your poison and your garbage get in me when all my goodness and all of God's goodness is really wanting to seek and to save that which is lost. Are you with me? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. My dad used to say, you become like those you hang around. <laughs> if you're hanging around a gossip, it ain't going to be long. You're going to be saying stuff you shouldn't be saying, right? If you hang around godly people that are going after the kingdom, guess what? You're going to be like, whoa. So here's the deal. Next Saturday, I don't know what you're doing, but put a pin in it and come at 10 o'clock <laughs> till the church has left the building. We've got some people and, 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 and myself and Charlotte and Joe and some others like, we just want to go taking this goodness out. We want to get out of the church. We want to begin to see other people the way God sees them. Amen? And here's the deal. Don't be afraid. We're not going to embarrass you. You know, sometimes going out in outreach or evangelism, it's kind of, kind of scary, and we, we would rather kind of do this. But how many of you know that when Jesus said, 
go. He said, I give you the authority. So all the power is on, on you. Now just go and give it away. Amen? And I believe that God wants to do that. I really believe he does. So why don't we stand this morning as we close. And uh, I basically preached none of my notes today. So we're going we're gonna, to we'll, we'll be on the kingdom is advancing for a few weeks here. But, um, but I do feel this. I feel very strongly that the Holy Spirit is saying that he wants to change our, our, our lenses, how we see things. Do you ever go to the eye doctor and he does that little thing? Which is better, this one or this one? This one or this one? After about a minute and a half, you want to go, would you shut up, please? It's just, you know, like, like it's just, but here's the thing. I think sometimes if we don't purposely do it, it'll be on the, the, the fuzzy one instead of the sharp one. And I believe that, that God wants us to see with more clarity the chariots and the angels and the power and him moving in our world. Amen? So if that's you, I want you to put your hand, one hand on your heart and the other hand just up towards heaven. And so, Father, this morning we say yes to what you're doing. Lord, we don't want to be caught at the end of our days having wasted even, even one day, God. We don't want to get to the end of our days and go, Lord, you know, that whole kingdom thing, I kind of missed it. Lord, we want to get to the end of our days and say, that was the most amazing journey I could possibly take. Because, God, I began to see what you see. I began to hear, Lord, my, my ears open to hear your voice. And Father, that my heart began to yearn for the, for, the, for the heavenly realms, that I didn't see myself seated in a chair or on this earth. I actually saw myself seated in the heavenly realms with you. So, Lord, as you've said so many times in Scripture, you said, him who has ears, let him hear. And we say, Lord, if, that our eyes, Lord, if we have eyes, let us see what you see. Just ask him that right now. Say, Lord, I want to see. I want to see this thing. I want to see heaven. I want to see angels. I want to see what you see, Holy Spirit, and the things that are on your heart. Some of you right now are getting visions. Some of you right now, even as you ask, God is saying, all right, let's go. You're getting a vision. You're, you're seeing pictures of situations, of things in your life. Hallelujah. So our next prayer is more, Lord, more. Like the eye doctor, God, take it off the fuzzy one and put it on the clear one today. More, God, more, more. Just make that your cry today. Just tell them if that's your prayer, say more, God. I want to see more today, and tomorrow, and the next day. Yeah, yeah, in Jesus' name. As you begin to see a picture, as you begin to see some things, it's going to, some of it may be odd. Some of it may be, wow, where did that thought come from? That's Holy Spirit. He's telling you something right now. And, and here's what I feel like Spirit would say today. Don't just brush it off as some thing. It's Holy Spirit. He's moving in our minds. And, and, and I believe he would have us come into agreement with that picture. 
In other words, choose to believe that this is Holy Spirit telling you this, and then just come into agreement with it. Say yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Just say yes. Come into agreement with that today. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And then when we say amen, amen means so be it. So be it. All God's people said, amen. Amen. That's good. I feel like I need to just challenge you with one last thing as we leave. Choose worship music over other kinds of worship this week, other kinds of music this week. And I'm not being judgmental or nothing like that. Don't get me wrong. I love oldies, I love 80s music, I love, you know, all that stuff. I love rock, you know, the whole thing. But I'm finding that what I feed my spirit, I actually walk in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you need some cool 90s worship music, just let me know. I got several albums I can pass on you. <laughs> eight tracks, that's right. <laughs> I kind of wish I still had an eight track, actually. <laughs> That'd be worth a bunch of money, right? <laughs> Anyway, I would just encourage you to feed on that and create this heavenly space around you as you go through your day. And here's the other thing that will happen is you'll, you'll just be singing these songs everywhere. Like my kids actually know one of my 90s worship songs because I've been singing it with no soundtrack in front of my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're like, yes, the, the, when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. You know, like this whole thing. I'm like, okay, good. So I just want to encourage you with that. Feed your spirit. Feed that thing you want to grow. So, amen. Put your hand up one more time. I'm going to bless you. Lord, I bless your people today as we go. We receive your word. We receive you, Spirit. We say yes to your thoughts, your promptings in our heart and our, our ears. And, Lord, I ask that you would allow us to see what we can't see and then act and bring your kingdom to earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed today. Be blessed. This heart open wide from the depths, from the heights, I will bring a sacrifice.